Yeah. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics blow away the Knicks 133-118 in a game where they set a franchise record in three-point makes with 27. Yes, I said that right, 27 three-point field goals made. Unbelievable game for the Celtics offensively. Uh, Defensively, still leaves some to, you know, be wished upon, but we'll talk about that. So let's dive into today's podcast. Going to follow the same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, and to get things started off here, want to give player of the game to Marcus Smart. Uh, this, is a, this is a game where it very easily could have gone Tatum, very easily could have gone Brown, very easily could have gone Hauser or Brogdon. However, uh, I want to give Marcus Smart a little bit of credit here for playing the exact role that everybody wants him to play. End of the game, 13 points, two rebounds, 11 assists, with only two, with only one turnover, excuse me. Uh, five of nine from the field, three of five from three. So this is a game where Marcus Smart didn't get trigger happy, shoot a bunch of threes. Uh, this is a game where he kind of reeled it in. He was one of the, the few guys that just knew exactly what he needed to do and got to his spot every time. The threes that he took were not ill-advised. They were pretty wide-open threes off of good looks. So this is a game where you know Marcus Smart did everything that he could. 11 assists leading the team tonight in that aspect, only turning the ball over once is a great game for Marcus Smart. So want to give him a lot of credit in this win. One of the things that we saw him do tonight was work out of the post a lot more. And I talked about it after the last podcast as well. Marcus Smart is very underrated when he gets into the post, but he was backing and obviously Jalen Brunson, smaller guy, but he was backing Jalen Brunson down. And whether it was going up over him or kicking it out and finding a guy for an open three, he was doing it all game long. He had a lot of possessions where he got into the post tonight. And to me, like that's, that's the best part of his game. He's a strong, strong guard. They can go down low and body guys. Like, obviously you see it on the defensive end, like the ability for him to, you know, hold his own against guys like Julius Randall, who have a hundred pounds on him. It shows that he's super strong. So for him to be able to use that strength on the offensive end, posting guys up, creating opportunities out of that is huge. So again, great game for Marcus Smart. Uh, and I already kind of you know went down the line of guys that had stellar games today. Jalen Brown kind of led the charge as far as scoring goes. 30 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, uh, only 1 turnover. Uh, 10 of 19 from the field, 6 of 11 from 3. Every This is one of the impressive parts of today's game. And you know, take it with a grain of salt because I'll, I'll talk about the, the negative aspect of it in the second half here. But every single person that went on the court that had any sort of minutes had a three-point field goal made today. Uh, I don't think I've seen that in quite some time. 
So that is super impressive uh, from this team. And that's including Blake Griffin, who got the start today. Noah Vonley, who also got 16 minutes. Like, it's just a, it's an impressive game for the Celtics on the offensive end. Uh, but again, Jalen Brown really set the tone early uh, and got the Celtics off to a really solid start. We saw the Celtics go on a 15-5 to run. Their first 18 baskets or 18 points were all from the three-point line. Uh, but Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, both eight points apiece in that first quarter. Uh, and then Jalen Brown really continued through with it, 13 points in that second quarter. Uh, so just really just a super impressive start for Jalen Brown. Uh, and then Jason Tatum, again, not far behind him. Again, like I said, eight points in that first quarter. Uh, didn't really do too much in that second quarter. Actually didn't score at all in that second quarter. But Jason Tatum in that fourth quarter, similar to Jalen Brown's second, had 13. So both of these guys are going in, finding quarters, and just absolutely dominating. And it's not, it's not one of those, like, it's my turn type things. Like, this is very much a game where the Celtics let the game come to them. Like, we had 30 assists tonight. Great game. 30 assists on our 47 makes. You know, this is a this is a situation where, you know, the Celtics had 27 three-point field goals made. 21 of them were assisted. So you're not having all of the, the Jason Tatum pull-up threes. You're not having the Jalen Brown pull-up threes. You're having guys create opportunities. And obviously a lot of it did come from Marcus Smart tonight, but we saw five assists from uh, Jason Tatum, three from Jalen, uh, five from Brogdon. So we had a bunch of guys step up, create opportunities. We saw Grant Williams do it a couple times as well. So, I mean, this is a, overall a really, really solid performance on the offensive end. So Grant Williams was another one to me that this guy just deserves a paycheck. And when I say paycheck, I mean big paycheck. Because the evolution of his game, and I, I feel like I say this every single podcast at this point, but he had a couple of plays today where he just looks head and heels better than what he was last year. And last year, he was a great basketball player. But he had a couple up fakes, drives, pull-up mid-ranges. Uh, he had that uh, drive and floater finish over Obi Toppin, who's a solid defender with a lot of bounce. Uh, so just a couple of, obviously, you know, we know what he's good at, right? He's that corner three specialist. I don't, I think you need to take that specialist title out of his role at this point because he's not doing that anymore. Like he still has that as a huge part of his game, but he's not a three point specialist. Like he is just a solid scoring wing player. That's it. The guy can go out there defensively is a stud. Offensively can hit the corner three with the best of them. But now he has the ability to drive. So, you know, I, I feel like I talk about this every single podcast at this point. Grant Williams is going to get paid a lot of money in his next contract. And he really made the right call in betting on himself. 
I'm very, very happy with what we've been able to see from Grant Williams. And honestly, like it's, it's going to continue. Like we're eight games, nine games in, obviously it's still a small sample size, but you go back to everything we saw last year, the three point, the defensive, uh, none of that's going to slow down, right? We've seen him for a while continue to play at a high level using those two aspects of his game. But this, you know, ability to drive that he's figured out this preseason uh, as well as the the first nine games of the season, it's just it's a great, great addition to his game. And you absolutely love to see it. Uh, outside of Grant Williams, we had a lot of other guys step up. I talked about Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, he chipped in 14 points, five rebounds, five assists. The thing that I love most about Malcolm Brogdon is not the fact that you know he can run the offense, but it's the fact that he is just pretty damn efficient. You know, tonight was not one of his like stellar shooting nights. Five of fourteen had a couple of missed layups, but the shots that he takes are just so calculated. Like, and he can get to the rim at ease. So I love that aspect of Brogdon's game because when he gets downhill, he ha- like he does it probably better than everyone else. When he gets downhill, he has the opportunity to create a lot of opportunities, and you saw it tonight with the five assists. So really solid game from him today. The other bench guy I thought that really stepped up was Sam Hauser. And honestly, I was I was debating on putting him as player of the game. And if he scored, you know, a little bit more in the the third and fourth quarters, I probably would have. But you look at Sam Hauser tonight. At halftime, he had 14 points. Now, again, he ended the game with 17. That's the, that's the main reason that I didn't make him player of the game uh, because he only had three points in that second half. However, his three-point shooting has just been outstanding. 17 points tonight, three rebounds, two assists, five of eight from three, six of nine from the field. That other basket that he did make that wasn't a three – was a beautiful baseline drive, like not really floater finish, but right at the rim. Just beautiful, beautiful drive from Hauser. And this is a part of his game that we haven't seen a lot of. For the most part, like he's very much the guy that's going to sit in a corner and run off screens and shoot. And honestly, like obviously he's still doing that. But this is just a, a really impressive performance. Like, he's had a couple games where, and I talked about this too, the last couple podcasts, like where he goes out there, gets minutes, and the shot chart, the shot count, I guess I should say, is low. He's not taking a lot of shots. This is very much a game where he went in and he was like, all right, I am taking what's mine, and everything seemed to have fall for him. You know, they talk about it on the broadcast too. Like they're surprised when the ball touches the rim with Sam Hauser's shots. So again, really, really solid performance overall from them. We saw a couple really good spurts for Derek White. Again, it's not a huge game from a stat sheet. I feel like I keep saying that for Derek White. He's not lighting up the stat sheet. Uh, this is a game, seven points, three rebounds, an assist. Uh, but defensively, 
he is just so good. Like, so good. He's constantly making the right decisions on both ends of the floor. There was one play specifically that I'm thinking of. He's matched up against Randall in the post. And White bodied him, forcing him to kick it out. Like, this is, this is a possession. Randall was a good four feet from the rim. And White was just all over him, forcing him to kick it out. Like, that to me is just so damn impressive. And we see it over and over and over. Because Derek White is just so good on that end of the floor. And he continues you know, to play the right way. It's not a, it's not a player that's going to light up the stat sheet on most nights. Again, he did have that one game where he was in the 20s and you know, I gave him player of the game. But it's not a... It's not a guy that's going to go out and do it consistently, but it's a guy that's going to go out and consistently make the right play. So overall, super impressed with him. Uh, I will say, you know, Noah Vonley, uh, Blake Griffin got, you know, both 15, 16 minutes. They were okay. They were fine. Noah Vonley, I thought, played a, a better game than Blake Griffin. I still think Blake seems very lost. I don't really see him as being a huge piece of this team. Uh, Noah Vonley, in his 16 minutes, was a team-high plus 20. Seven points, seven rebounds, three of them are offensive, three or four from the field, a couple good putbacks on Brogdon drives. So, like, overall, solid game from him. Blake Griffin, it was okay. You know, seven points, a rebound, two assists, continued to move the ball. You know, I think he's a he's still a really good passer. But outside of that, he doesn't really give you much. Uh, he leaves a little bit to be desired. So it is what it is at that point. But you know, overall, you look at the stat sheet today for the Celtics. 27 of 51 from three. That is a, a ton of three-point shots, right? 51 attempts on 88 total field goal attempts is a ridiculous, ridiculous amount. Uh, but as I said in the last couple of podcasts, when the shots are falling, this team is so hard to beat. And tonight the shots were falling. You know, to have 27 made three-point attempts or 23, 27 made three-point attempts is crazy. It's crazy. Our franchise record prior to today was 25. We didn't just tie that. We didn't just beat it. We beat it by two. Like, this is just the Celtics clicking on all cylinders on that offensive end. It was a game where, you know, I don't love the shot selection. You saw the Celtics get out to a 15-5 lead early. And they got really trigger-happy, continued shooting it. And we'll talk about that in the negative section there. But at some point, you would think that they would stop and find better shots. Uh, but they didn't. They just continued shooting threes, and you know they hit them. The Celtics right now leading the league in points per game with 118.8. We're leading the league in three-point field goals made per game with 16, and we're fifth in the league in three-point percentage. So something about this offense is clicking, and looking at the numbers... It's the fact that we're finding guys for pretty open threes. So people want to complain 
about the Celtics shooting too many threes. And I, I tend to agree. I'd rather see them drive. I'd rather see them get better quality looks. Uh, but the stats, stats don't lie. All right, we still need to fix the defense. That's the number one priority at this point because, again, 118 points to the Knicks, a little too much, uh, definitely too much. But overall, like the league itself, scoring is up. Uh, you're not going to get those games where you're holding people to under 100. It doesn't really happen anymore. Uh, with that being said, the Celtics are still doing a really, really good job on that offensive end. And you've got to give a lot of credit to Joe Missoula for putting the right guys out there. I am really trying to figure out this depth chart. And for the life of me, every time I feel like I have a grasp on it, it slips away. Like this is a this is part of the good section because honest obviously like the rotations are working. But you look tonight, you know, Blake Griffin starts Vonley is the first big off the bench. Uh, Cornette, who has been playing the majority of the minutes as a, a center or a backup, was a DNP CD. Did not play coach's decision. Right? So I don't know if Luke Cornette was really told before the game that he wasn't going to play because it was the second night of a back-to-back and he just played a good amount yesterday. I don't know if that's the case. But if it's not, I don't understand where he fell out of the rotation. I sort of understand the whole aspect of, okay, like we'll give Blake Griffin the starting role just to keep Luke with that second unit that's been working so well. I get that part. It's the same reason that Malcolm Brogdon continues to be six man instead of, you know, starting over Derek White or even a Marcus Smart for that matter. Right, So I get wanting to keep the roles similar from game to game. Uh, but this is a game where he didn't play at all. So that, to me, is just super bizarre. So I don't, I don't understand that. Uh, he also took Jalen Brown out, only up seven with like four minutes left, 350 left. I mean, granted, he ended up putting him back in with 256 after the under three-minute timeout. So you know, it was a very short stint on the bench for Jalen Brown. But to me, it's just, it's just bizarre, the rotations that we've seen. Now, the Celtics are 6-3. and three. Two of their losses came in overtime to a really, really good Cavs team. So you get to look at this and, and be pretty happy with what we've seen as Celtics fans. Like, it sucks having three losses this early in the season. But you look at the strength of schedule. Like, the Celtics have played some good teams like really good teams. So overall, you know, you got to look at this and be happy because offensively they're buzzing. Everything is working on the offensive end. Now there are some negatives to talk about. There are some things that need to be cleaned up. Uh, before we do that, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. 
Well, I turned to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Whether it's betting on the Celtics versus Warriors, that NBA Finals rematch, DraftKings is your place to go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's talk about some negatives here. Again, this game is not perfect, uh, and a lot of the things that we've talked about all season long in the negative column kind of Stay true through this one. Uh, the last game, last podcast, talked about rebounding, how the Celtics really have done a better job on you know, rebounding as a collective. And tonight really wasn't the case. This is a, a smaller New York Knicks team. Julius Randle tends to be the biggest guy out there. So it's a team that you can go small against. And we saw that a lot tonight with Grant out there. We didn't really run a ton of minutes with Blake or Vonley. Like again, those guys only combined for thirty-one of the thirty-one minutes in a game where there's forty-eight played. So if you look at the numbers, it shows that the Celtics opted to go small most of the night. And offensively it worked, right? Everything worked on the offensive end. But when you look at the rebounding side, Celtics got out rebounded in this one, forty-four thirty-four. And I think where that hurt the Celtics the most was you gave the Knicks 12 offensive rebounds. So, again, this is a game where Al Horford did not play. Robert Williams obviously is still out. Luke Cornett, although he's not a huge rebounder, uh, is a can rebound at a fairly high level. And none of those guys played tonight. So it's a situation where you don't really have a big presence down low and it hurt you on the boards. But the other place that it really hurt you was points in the paint. We got absolutely smoked in this aspect of the game today. The Knicks had 64 points in the paint compared to the Celtics 30. Now, there was also a massive discrepancy on three-point and 
on the th- on the three point points made. That sounds super awkward, so just ignore all of that. Uh, but overall, like you look, the Celtics made twenty seven, the Knicks made three. So that right there, sixteen times three, that's forty eight point difference in three points. Right? So there's a thirty four point difference in points in the paint. So the Celtics won that margin by a good amount, right? 14 points. You look at the total win percentage or the win margin, it is 30 it's 35. I mean it's 15. Wow, my math is all over the place. But if you look at it, that right there sums up the game. Right? We got outscored by 34 points in the paint. We outscored them by 48 from 3 point. And right there's a 14 point difference we won by 15 right so that right there literally sums up the game but you want to talk some negatives like letting up 64 points in the paint is far too many it's obviously extremely frustrating when you have a depleted big man rotation but you you still just can't make excuses i feel like we've been making excuses a lot this season particularly in the two overtime losses. Uh, but this is just a, it's a situation where you, you just need to improve on these things. It's obviously tough when you're missing guys. You've got to push through. We talked about you know, the team as a collective going after more boards, and we saw it a lot with you know, Jalen Brown had a game with, with double-digit rebounds. Jason Tatum's had a couple where he's had double-digit rebounds. Tonight, the rebounding number's fairly low. You know, Jason Tatum, who's been, you know, really, really strong on the boards this season, only had four rebounds tonight. Jalen Brown, five. Noah Vonley actually led the team in rebounding with seven, and he played 16 minutes. So, like, he did a really good job rebounding. Everyone else was subpar. You know, Blake Griffin, who started, played 15 minutes, had one rebound. Like, these are these are issues, right? And... They need to be fixed. They need to be addressed very fast. So it is what it is at this point. Like Again, the Celtics came out with a, a big victory, 133-118. Uh, so take it with a grain of salt. Right? But these are still things that the Celtics need to work on, and they need to watch some film on because there are some rotations that they're missing on the defensive end that are leading to these offensive rebounds. They just have to be better. It's as simple as that. They have to be better. But that's where we're going to wrap things up for this one. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Again, subscribe to all of it. Five-star written review. Everything helps. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk to you Monday night. Memphis Grizzlies, 9 o'clock Eastern time. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?